Okay, guys, here we are with the next installment of the Meet the Pro series, and we're pretty excited to have Robert Latow in studio here in Vegas. And uh, Robert, you want to say hi to everyone? How's everybody doing? This is Robert Latow. I always have to remind RJ how to say it. He always says, you see how he puts the emphasis on it, Robert Latow. All right, I'm getting, I'm catching on, I'm catching on. <laughs> so, um, and we actually have our new podcast equipment here. Robert, just a little closer to the mic will be good. Okay, oh awesome. Okay, we're excited. Now, here's the thing. Robert's going to tell us about his background, which is, is quite exciting. And then at the end of this, he's going to tell us, and that's the key to the Meet the Pros podcast, is why his participation in pregame.com is something you should care about. Uh, since a big chunk of our information is free, you're going to be able to enjoy Robert's contributions for free. And then he's going to be selling his very best bets through Pregame Pro. So, Robert, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm originally uh, from St. Louis, Missouri. I um, actually still reside there now. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, from coming out of the womb, um, I wanted to be in the uh, sports industry. Uh, my dream was to actually be a sports center anchor uh, when I was a little boy. Uh, when I went off to college, I uh, majored in journalism at the Ohio State University. And jumping in, that's something uh, <laughs> Robert and I have in common is uh, I'm an Ohio State grad, or wait, the Ohio State the, University yeah. graduate. I yeah, you, can, you cannot forget the D. That's very important. You know, during the draft, uh, they, they didn't seem to do that. Yeah, so, uh, very upsetting, very <laughs> upsetting about that. Uh, while I was in college, actually, uh, while I was studying for, you know, journalism, um, I kind of caught the bug that uh, many uh, young men my age, around 18, I decided that I wanted to be a rapper. Uh, so even though I was going to school, I decided that um, I was going to be the next Jay-Z, RJ. So uh, <laughs> while I was studying uh, to, to try to still be on ESPN, um, I was also studying to try to, you know, be the next big rapper. And when I graduated, um, that hadn't happened. <laughs> uh, it hadn't happened. I got my degree. But, but you actually really tried recorded oh, tracks and everything? Uh, yeah, I had, I had songs on the radio. I had recorded a CD. I was selling them out the back of a, a, an 85 Broham. <laughs> selling <laughs> CDs out of an 85 Broham. But I got out of college. Uh, I was 23 years old. I, I didn't want to be one of those old, you know, 35-year-old rappers working at Popeye's Chicken and everything. So I was like, well, um, I have this degree. Um, I should probably, you know, do something with it uh, for a little while. It was it was hard, you know, breaking into the uh, industry because I spent so much time in the music industry that I didn't make the proper connections uh, in the sports industry or in the media industry. But, but even during all that time, you were a huge fan, a huge fan, huge fan, always stayed up. But, you know, you can say I was kind of hedging my bets. So to be, but, you know, the fan it was always number one priority to me, even, you know, while I was studying for school and even while I was trying to be, you know, become a rapper. Um, so after I left school, you know, I, I did some writing for some small, you know, local newspapers, you know, uh, county stuff, covering high school games. So you like were that. back in St. Louis. I was back point. in St. Louis at that time, you know, trying to get my feet wet. Uh, but this was about the time that the advent, you know, the Internet was now starting to get the high speed Internet. Uh, a lot of people were getting DSL and cable. And it was kind of the advent of blogs. Uh, you know, as a as an avenue or someone who who didn't have an insight into the industry, uh, just your average everyday fan who loves sports uh, could kind of, you know, break in. And uh, I got the kind of the idea from that. And I think you hit an interesting point is pre Internet and then even pre blogs. Um, it was very difficult. It was it was about 
did the big boys, the gatekeepers, as they call it, like what you were doing? Well, by definition, if you were doing something different, most of the uh, conservative newspapers and such didn't want anything different. I, yeah, I, you know, I actually uh, I worked for a paper that I uh, only worked there for about two weeks uh, because I criticized the coach of a high school football team. But it had come to find out that the editor – uh, was like his brother-in-law or something of that nature. I wasn't aware. And he made a point of telling me that, you know, if you're going to write for this paper, you know, you're going to write, you know, basically what, you know, how we want you to write. And and that's like you said, I was always a little different <laughs> from the beginning. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to write, you know, my opinion. I wanted to write at the perspective of the, you know, the fan, because at heart, that's what I was. Just an, just an average fan who loves sports. If you think about it, the the bureaucracy that the newspapers had and still have is one of the reasons that they seem to be going out of business is, is, is on the Internet. It's about what the facts are and speak honestly and candidly. And in newspapers, it hasn't been like that for a long time. Yeah. And, and one of my main things that I always try to bang home when I'm when I'm doing anything that's regarded in the media or writing any articles or even giving any predictions is that I'm going to tell you the truth. You know what I really feel. I'm not going to be biased in, in my opinions. Uh, I mean, there's still opinions. Everyone has one. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, you know, truthfully from the heart without anyone, you know, telling me, you know, this is what you should say or this is what you should do. And the Internet allows someone like you to have a platform to tell the truth that maybe the newspapers don't want to hear. And, and I think that's one of the wonderful things about the Internet. One of the things at pregame.com we try to do that we are really one of a kind at is we're a major site that is open to anyone becoming a professional with us if the quality of your work is that strong. It's not mm-hmm. about who you know. It's not about were you on TV 10 years ago in some scam decapper show. It's only about what content you have to provide a big chunk of that's going to be free, and if if you want to sell some of it, all the better. Yeah, and you know, I tell you, really, a weird story is in St. Louis. You know, in St. Louis, I'm just a you know a regular guy in St. Louis, but because of the internet, I, to be honest with you, I'm internationally, you know, known, you know, to because it reaches out to so many people, it allows me to to reach people in so many different states. Something that that just would have been impossible, you know, ten, you know, fifteen, twenty years ago. It, it gives my voice something out there for everyone. Now, I'm not a, a music uh, mogul by any stretch, mm-hmm. but maybe if you would have been the internationally known Robert Latow, <laughs> you might have been in rap right now. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't quite make it, uh, but that's what I want. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, RJ. It was all about the groupies. And, and, and the things and the, the lavish lifestyle. Not a lot of uh, uh, groupies in uh, sports uh, pronunciation, but I got well, at least no. two that I'm aware of. At least well, two. All you have to do is listen to the intro to our sports betting preview, and you can hear some girl groupies talk about me. So. <laughs> all right. That's but, what, but I would agree. When I actually, when I uh, first, you know, I've been lucky enough to be on national TV a good bit. Mm. The first couple of times, I'm like, man, isn't it going to be cool if some chick, you know, says, mm. hey, I saw you on ESPN. Well, let me tell you, a lot of people say they saw me, but not one girl yet. <laughs> so, all right, so you got into the uh, website. It started taking off. Take us from there. Yeah, so I, I started the website, uh, you know, blacksportsonline.com. And it, it started off just like any other, you know, blog, just me, you know, telling, you know, my opinions on on sports, uh, giving predictions, uh, being creative with it, you know, doing a lot of things that wasn't already out there, things that you wouldn't see in the the normal mainstream medium. I was almost anti uh, uh, media. 
Um, and then what I notice is with the advent of the internet, it gives you a lot of video possibilities, audio possibilities. So I started expanding on that, and it expanded my reach. Okay, so so the big differentiator for you initially, the blog gave you a platform to speak your mind, and you had a fair amount of success. And then you said, "Wow, I, I'd like to speak my mind in front of a camera," mm-hmm. uh, and and that's where the success really took off. Yeah, definitely, it was putting a face to the words. And I think that's one of the problems with the newspapers now is that when you write something, you have to read it. <laughs> and, and to be perfectly honest with you, in our society now with Twitter and MySpace and Facebook and the Internet and Blackberries and iPhones, the, the, the people that read a, a four or five paragraph article these days are few and far between. But if you can knock out, you know, your point in an entertaining and creative way on YouTube in, you know, a couple of minutes – I mean, you're talking 10, 15, 20,000 people, you know, seeing that and they are interested as opposed to I don't want to read this. This is long, even though it's only three paragraphs. That's the funny thing is your representation of of, of this extensive read is three or four paragraphs. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair. Well, if you go to the forums at pregame, most of the replies are less than a few paragraphs. (laughs) No doubt about it. Okay, so once things took off. What did it mean to you as this big sports fan? Well, it, it, it you know what it did? It, it kind of bought those dreams that I had back from when, you know, when I was a little one. What I wanted to do is I wanted to be in the media, but I wanted to be in the media as a fan. And it gave me that opportunity because once I started to get recognized, you know, these media organizations, these professional organizations, they started to take notice because they want to be on the cutting edge as well. And you could say that pregame uh, is a cutting edge type of site. So they started to give me access and it, it, it even enhanced my knowledge because by giving me that inner access, I was able to give that back to the fans. You know, this is just a regular guy. When I when I went, uh, you know, I'm here for a big fight in Vegas. When I go into the media room and I see the the, the big guys from ESPN and, and boxing, you know, uh, King uh, Boxing King magazine and everything, and I go in there, I'm just I'm just Robert Littell. I'm there for you. And when I tell my story, I'm telling that story, you know, not not to you know for ratings. I'm telling it so you guys know what's going on. And, and, and that's, I mean, in a way that's different, but it's exciting is, mm-hmm. is because of the internet, people who are not in the old boys club are in that press tent. And you, there's two ways a guy like you could have handled that. One way is to say, oh, I'm here now. I've got to try to be like everyone around me. And then all of a sudden you would have been co-opted, as they say, or you would have been one of them. But it sounds like your approach and what makes you a little bit different is you're saying, I'm going to stay me. And my mission is to speak the mind my mind as a fan and and in a way the fans uh get to live through you with the experiences you're having yeah i actually use an analogy when 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 people talk about that about staying you know true to the fan it's it's like talking to a supermodel (laughs) if you go up to a supermodel like she's a supermodel she's more likely not to talk to you if you go up to a supermodel just like she's any other you know female that you would see at walmart or walgreens she'd be interested you know of why you're not treating her special so when I go to these events, I go in just like myself. And if I see someone, I saw Burt Sugar the other day, the, the nicest guy that you will ever meet. And I said, Mr. Sugar, uh, it's very nice to meet you. My name is Robert Littell. You know, I'm here, you know, I'm here to see the fight. And his expression was just as a normal guy, you know, just here to see the fight. And I like to bring those stories to the fans. Like, it's not as, as – they make it seem sometimes that it's bigger than life, which it is, but it's really about you, the fan. <laughs> 
And I mean, when you really, it's, it's funny because I mean, I, I do a lot of podcasts. I talk to a lot of people, but your story, your perspective really is, uh, stimulating is the idea of both the access, but still keeping the fans perspective, which allows you to cut through the BS. Cause we all know in the media, the reason that the mainstream media is struggling. One of them is there's so much BS associated. It might be hypocrisy. It might be, be a bureaucracy, but really you could use all those words, but it's a bunch of bull and, and to cut through that and have access is a great combination. Now tell us a little bit about, your gambling background as a sports batter? Well, basically, just kind of going off of what you just said, is with the media, there's so much BS, there's so much bias that you really have to cut through that. When I'm looking at a game or I'm looking at a fight, what I'm looking for is the truth. I'm looking for the common sense perspective of it. You know, why, you know, should I be choosing this? Why should I be making this pick? You know, I'm not going to listen to all the white noise. I'm not going to listen because how can I listen to someone that I know maybe in the back of my mind has a biased interest or a personal interest for that? I want to see the cold, hard facts of what's going on. And with my site, uh, what I want to do with pregame is that I want to give that perspective like, look, this is no bias. This is exactly what's going on, and this is who you should pick and why. And I'm going to give you specific reasons, and the reasons are going to be common sense. I want you to, after I give you my reasons of why, I want you to say, that makes perfect sense. You know, it's not to confuse you. It's not to overwhelm you. It's just to simplify it to the fact that it's easy. You just just look at the facts, look at what's going on, look at the common sense perspective of it all, make your pick with confidence, and go with it. Well, you make a great point, which is a lot of handicappers, because they feel like, hey, I got to sound really smart. I got to sound like I know 10 times as much as the average guy. They, they, they add a lot of factors into their analysis, into their decision-making that just are not valid. And it, to be simple but also profound is the most challenging thing and it sounds like you've got that figured out at minimum you're not going to have some sense of what you're supposed to sound like dictate the way that you look at a game yeah it's kind of like a doctor you know if a doctor you know comes to a, a, a dinner and he starts talking about his surgery and he's giving you all these technical terms of diseases and what's going on you know you're at the table and you don't have a medical degree you're looking at him like yeah he's smart but I don't understand anything that he's saying. You know, what I want to do is I want to come to that table and say, hey, you're as smart as I am. You know, we're in this together. The only difference between you and me is that, you know, I'm vocalizing it, that I've, you know, I've done things to get that access right. But I want to help you bring out what you already know, well, that you, common sense that you already know. And you are talking to Bert Sugar. Right. <laughs> the average guy isn't doing that either. exactly <laughs> okay so I, that may really we could sit and talk about this mm-hmm. but let's apply the same common sense approach mm-hmm. to, to why Robert is valuable to pregame.com as Robert does to the games themselves here's a smart guy especially graduating from the Ohio State <laughs> University who has access that few of us have who takes that access gets all the information he can and then he cuts through the bs now there's two types of bs or at least two one type is the media bias and the other type is the white noise of stats and all the information on the internet some of it's just white noise cut through all that try not to have a need to sound smarter than you are and give the the facts and those facts can win more than they lose yeah definitely and i think what's happened is 
is I, I should be the I'm the best type of a capper that you could think because I have that access, but I also have that clarity of knowing that no one is pushing me in a particular direction. So when you when I get that access, when I go in and I talk to you know uh, the the trainers or when I talk to the players and everything, and they're giving me information, I don't feel obligated one way or another toward that player or toward that trainer or toward that coach. So when I bring it back to you, the fan, I'm bringing you straight. I'm bringing it straight to you. This is what I I know. This is the common sense. This is the insider information that I got, and we should go with this, and we should go with it with confidence. And here's the thing, and, and mm. you said this is the best approach. It's it's the best approach for you, mm-hmm. and, and, and we're really excited about it. The nice thing is there's some people uh, – specifically at pregame.com that love the white noise because <laughs> they will wade into those waters mm. of all those numbers and all those factors and come out with what really mm. matters. And those guys are, are very important too. And it's a different approach. And if you like that approach, we got those guys. If you like the common sense approach, we have Robert now. So I'm pretty excited. Now, before last question, before mm. we let you go is your, we understand how you come to your picks Tell us about when you started gambling and do you gamble every day? You know, it's very important. A pregame.com is our pro bettors or pros. Mm. These guys are betting mm. their actual picks. So when they win, we're all happy. And when they lose, they feel the pain. So tell us about your history with that. I actually give you a quick little story. When I was uh, 12 years old, uh, I used to stay up late. And a, a lot of times you would get those numbers, you know, call one eight 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 and get your five you know, picks of the week. And you call right now, we'll send you a free, you know, uh, kit. So I called that and I gave my mom's address and everything, and I got the kit. You know what I did? What I did, and I was 12 years old, I took a notebook uh, of all the spread of the NFL games, and I took the picks from the experts, and I compared mine against the, the expert through the entire year. I was at 78%. He was at 66 <laughs> Wait a minute. I want to hear about the, the, a 12-year-old kid that hit 78%. I, I, that, I'm not sure what surprises me more, that or the fact that the tout was hitting 60-some percent. So now clearly that's something that was a, a rare occurrence. Now, one of the things that <laughs> one of the things you probably thought, oh, my God, I can make it. Yeah. I mean, that reminds me of a story when I, I hit my first four-team or ever mm. when I was 14. Mm. So my 20 became uh, 200. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is easy. And then every week after I bet mm. 20, I had an envelope with the 200 in it mm. hidden in my room. And then every week after, I bet 20, and the envelope was gone before, oh, I, right. hit, before <laughs> I hit another four-teamer. But but other than that amazing streak that first time, right, right. You, so you've played pretty much right. consistently. Since then. So what I would do, it, that's what kind of got me into it. And basically from that point on, you know, I would almost pick every single, you know, game, uh, you know, through my high school years, uh, probably my high school the principal don't want to see this. You know, I took a lot of bets <laughs> during high school, you know, from people up through college, the same thing, you know, through my young adult adult life. It's something that is uh, very natural, you know, for me to do. Uh, I'm probably going to go right from here to the sports book because <laughs> well, we have a game of uh, uh, NBA game coming on the, uh, tonight that I want to place a bet on. Uh, so uh, it's definitely something, you know, from my youth all the way up and it's consistent. It's been a consistent part of my reporting, a uh, consistent report of my uh, videos, my audio. It's, it's something that I've been doing, you know, f- from, a, from basically the beginning. <laughs> 
I always feel an affinity when someone started betting at a young age, mm-hmm. and, and it sounds like we're in the same boat there. But what I found was you start betting, chances are at the beginning you do well, that's what gets you hooked mm-hmm. in, and then you end up not doing so well mm-hmm. after. And then at what point did you emerge from all that? And and I'm guessing it was at some point when you started gaining mm-hmm. all this access that you became a consistent winner. Yeah, basically, you know, what it was is at first it was just just like an average fan, just, you know, just you're just betting. Um, as I started to go through college, because uh, that's when I can say I really started getting my first exposure to the inside workings of it, is when I can say that I really became consistent. Also, just by getting older and understanding, because what I do is I do a lot of study, a lot of study of, you know, not just the numbers in that, but study of like, the actual play of players, uh, of coaches and things of that nature. So as I did more studying along with that access, then all of a sudden I got to a level to where when I make a pick and I tell my friends this all the time, when I make a pick, I'm making that pick. And when I'm done with it, I'm, I'm walking out hundred percent confident that my research, my theory, my reasons of why I'm making that pick are, are strong. And I feel very strongly in telling anyone to, to, to follow me with that. Well, that's a healthy perspective because we all mm. know whenever you hear anyone talking about hitting more than 60% long term, mm. that's a, a, a telltale sign that you're dealing with a scammer because the pros here in Vegas, they hit you know maybe mm. high 50s when they're selective. I know a lot of pros hit 55 because they have so much volume. Mm-hmm. So your goal is 55 to 59, mm-hmm. and uh, that's something that, that it sounds like you have a good understanding mm-hmm. of. No, definitely. Well, listen, this has been fun. Uh, we may be doing you're going to be having videos at pregame.com you're going to be doing some podcasts with Mm -hmm. us you're going to do a blog post Mm -hmm. you're going to be doing forum stuff so robert's going to be a lot of free stuff for you guys to check him out if you have any questions on the forums you can always ask him and uh this has been uh another installment of the meet the pros podcast from pregame.com and uh, we'll see you next time